A very good day to all of our listeners. This again is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries International, continuing and coming to a closure in regard to the series, for we will shortly be picking up on a new series that I've called The Law of First Reference and The Law of First Institution. We'll be teaching that series in short snippet form in the coming weeks. But today I want to look at a rather salient or key or vital area that has its application in all of our lives. For many of us, we may find we're in something of an oppressive season, maybe even under some kind of bondage or captivity. We're feeling a pressure from the outside in. We're feeling maybe somewhat defeated. We're not feeling free and living in the liberty that Christ had for us. Yet our heart's desire is to live in that abundant place, the very intention God has for us, and the very heart that Jesus realized at the cross for us as well, to be set free in any area that restricts us from the abundance that God has for us. But how do we get to that place of being set free? And so I want to entitle this teaching, this short and brief teaching, by calling it, there's only one way to be set free. And so let's go to scripture. And let's read the very words that Jesus himself uttered. So the conclusion of this portion of scripture was his intention. But how we get to his intention to be made or to be set free, to live in the manifest victory that Jesus had for us, that he won at the cross, by his death, by his burial, and especially by his resurrection. How do we live in that resurrected life, that life being free of any encumbrance, any hindrance, anything that seeks to hold us back, anything that may want to bring us into demise or failure, even suffering, pain, and or anguish? How do we get to that place of being set free? Well, Jesus says this in John chapter 8. Verses 31 onward, he says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, and so the first step is to believe in Jesus Christ, which means to be born again, to invite him in because he willingly wants to be a participator, one with you in this road of life that realizes victory in him. The first step is to believe in Jesus Christ, to be born again. And that's such a simple thing to do. Jesus paid the price. He took our sin. He took our sickness. He took our bondage. He took our struggle. He took our heartache. He took all of those things and he nailed them to the cross. He buried them in the tomb and he exchanged all of that by giving us his resurrection life, the very Zoe abundant life of Jesus Christ. So the first step is to believe, to believe in Jesus Christ to the point of being born again. And second, what Jesus was also saying is to believe his words, to believe his way to get his result in this life that we walk. And so the very first step is to be a believer. With interest, when you go to the New Testament, you find the word Christian only used three times. 
you find the word believer used 11 times. But you find the word believing many, many, many times more. And so we are to be believers who are believing, which means we do the word of God knowing that that will bring about God's promised covenanted result for us. So here Jesus is saying to those who believed in him, says, if you abide, there's that if, in other words, it's contingent upon me, as for me to make this choice, God won't force, God won't impose, because he's a loving God, he gives us options, he's given us a will, we make the choices that will bring about our result. So if we choose his counsel and his wisdom, we're going to get his result. If we choose counsel and wisdom, quote unquote wisdom, that society of God's best way will get a result that is not God's best result intended for us. So Jesus says, if you abide in my word, in other words, make a habitation in the word of God. The key is to abide, not just visit the word periodically, maybe once a week when we go to church, but to abide in the word, to meditate on the word, to consider the word, to contemplate the word to read the word, to allow that word to be mulled over repeatedly in your mind, to get revelation of the word. It says, if you abide in my word, in other words, it's a focus on the word of God. It's to avert and avoid distractions of that that contradicts the word of God. It's to cut out, may I say, societal or worldly views or perspectives. It says, if you abide, in other words, take residence, take habitation, if you abide in my word, he says, then you are my disciples indeed. So to be a disciple, there's two things that precedes that. Firstly, to believe in Jesus Christ, believe his word to be true. Point number two is to then abide in that word. By abiding in that word, now we become his disciples indeed. In other words, there's an investment, there's an ingestion. There's a oneness that's been formulated by the Word, because we're now abiding in it, we're becoming one with the Word of God. Now we become His disciples. We are not disciples by believing. We're not disciples by visiting the Word periodically. We are disciples by believing and abiding, making our habitation place the very Word of God. So it says, if, it's my choice. So God is saying to me, Abraham, it's up to you. This is your choice. You want to be set free? I give you the way to be that. If you choose to, by way of a corresponding action to do so, if you abide in my word, you will become my disciples. In other words, I will get the result that Jesus got. Because a disciple is one who follows one who's ahead of him to get the result of the one who's ahead. So Jesus, the results he had of absolute victory, of being free of any encumbrance is what I and you desire to have. And so to get the results Jesus got, he did this. He, he abode in the word of God. He was one with the Father. He listened to the Father all the time. So in a sense, Jesus was being discipled by the Father. We are discipled by Jesus by going to the word. So step number two is to abide in the word so that I become his disciple, his follower, to get his result. To look like and live in the abundance that he had.
Then he says, once you're a disciple, he says, and you shall know the truth. You'll know the truth means you now begin to experience the truth that the word of God covenants or promises in any area of your life. Be that marriage, be that family, be that parented, be that father, be that mother, be that child, be that businessman, be that church leader, be that governmental expression, whatever it might be. You will now begin to experience and live in. You'll know that's an experiential knowledge. It's, it's something we are living out and enjoying. He says, and you shall know the truth. And what's the result of knowing that truth? And that truth, now that you're living in that truth, becomes your experience. It shall make you free. In other words, as you're living in the abundance of God's intention for your life, that prosperity that He has and has won for you, as you live in that, it walks out, or you could say walks over, or casts a blanket over and snuffs out the struggles or the hardships of the past that kept us in bondage and captivity, we are set free because we trample upon that by experience of the truth that we're now outwalking and outworking in our lives on a regular basis. And so in summary, firstly, to be a believer. From that believing to believe the word, from that to abide in the word, so that from the word we are a disciple, we're en route to the victory that Christ represented on the earth. Now we know that truth. It becomes our experience. It's manifested. We're living it out. And as we live it out, we are set free from any encumbrance, from anything that may have held us back in the past, from any pain, any suffering, any consequence that was our past. That becomes a distant, fading memory as the new memories that we walk in Christ, become our experience on a regular basis. In Psalm 107 verse 20 it says, He sent His word to heal us and deliver us from all of our destruction. The word heals, it sets us free, it delivers us from all of our past destructions. And so this is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries International saying, God bless you. We look forward to hearing from you. Please reach out to us. Send us an email to info at foryourgood.net. We look forward to engaging with you, to corresponding with you by you sending that email. And then explore about who we are as a ministry by going to our website, www.foryourgood.net. God bless as you enjoy the rest of your week.